business. And if you're a business owner out there, know who your customer is. Stop spending money on the wrong customers. Cowboy. Cadillac. Who are they? There are rumors that they helped with the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. They received a Nobel Prize for finding the cure for cancer. They've saved third world countries from evil dictators. No, they didn't do any of those things, but they are great at doing business. Welcome to the Cowboy and Cadillac Show. Good Friday morning and welcome folks once again to the Cowboy and Cadillac Show. And as you guys know by now, that is Cowboy. And I am Cadillac, and we want to say welcome to the show. Uh, this is episode number three, and we want to say thanks to you guys who are getting in there with us and starting to uh, find out what we're about. Uh, all the comments that you're leaving, we are reading. What are we about anyway? Oh, man, as you will find out if you haven't already. We are God-fearing, gun-toting, free market capitalist. All day, every day, folks. That's what we're about here at this show. And we're if, also about drinking whiskey, aren't we? Yeah, bourbon. We, we like a lot of whiskey. We, we like alcohol. Alcohol's good. And what, we got, what, we, what are we going to try out today? Today we're trying out Michter's Kentucky Bourbon. Now, this is uh, a referral that came to us by a, uh, a subscriber. And uh, a little bit different here. I need to give some information here that uh, came across a little bit different to us. Is that it is advertised as a Kentucky Bourbon. This is their small batch. And Cowboy's going to talk about that in just a second. But... It's the distilleries in Pennsylvania. We thought, you know, it's a little strange for a Kentucky bourbon to be distilled in Pennsylvania. However, it's advertised to be the oldest. One of. Dates back to 1753. 1753 Pre-Revolutionary War. Bourbon. Bourbon. Small batch. And small batch meaning that they actually take several different barrels, unique taste. They taste test those barrels, and then they blend those barrels together, and it makes a very special Small batch. And as you'll notice on the label there, the small batch will actually have a number on it so they can tell exactly how that was produced and which barrels it came from. Kind of yeah. unique. Well, I'm ready to stop talking about it. I'm ready to try it. How about you, cowboy? I like sound of it. Let's try it here. No bad sex here. No bad sex here. Eyes locked. Keep it away. Cowboy and Cadillac. And to you at home. That's smooth. It's smooth. It is smooth. Matter of fact, I'll be honest with you, I don't taste as much of the oakiness that you normally do in this particular batch here. Distilled in white oak, the barrels are. Right. So you can definitely taste that oak in it. I noticed a uh, real smooth, clean corn yep. in that. And a lot of times you don't taste that, and, and sometimes you overtaste it. And this had, it was about right. Yeah, it was balanced on that end, but I, I got to tell you, Tad bit of cinnamon. Tad bit of I cinnamon. I picked up I on agree it too. with that. And hey, I listen, like that. Listen, we are all about some alcohol, and I got oh, a yeah. little, I got a bar joke I want to tell. It was just means. one of my old, just an old favorite that uh, it's about a guy <laughs> that goes into the bar and he brings his monkey with him. Uh-huh. Monkey sitting on the bar up there while the guy's drinking, and the monkey decides to jump over on the pool table right behind him and he grabs hold of the cue ball. You ever heard this one? I've heard it. He's heard it. Mm-hmm. For this is for y'all then because he's already heard it. So this monkey grabs the cue ball, pops it in his mouth, swallows it. The owner of the bar gets all kind of upset. He's like, man, what in the world? Your monkey just ate my cue ball. So 
the owner of the monkey says, hey, listen, no problem at all. He'll pass the cue ball, and when he does, I'll bring the cue ball back to you. I'll clean it up. You know, it'll yeah. be good to go. So, sure enough, monkey passes the cue ball. Guy brings it back, gives it back to the bartender. Says, man, I apologize, but here's the cue ball. Mm-hmm. Monkey's now sitting with the guy there at the bar. The monkey reaches over and picks up a peanut off of the bar. And he takes that peanut and he shoves it up his ass. He pulls it out of his ass and then he pops it in his mouth and eats it. And the bartender said, man, what in the world is wrong with your monkey? And the monkey says, or the guy says, ever since he passed that cue ball, he likes to check the size of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Life lessons. You live and you learn. And I'll never forget the first time I heard that joke. <laughs> I was really laughing. So forgive me if I'm not laughing as much today. But it's a great joke, you got to admit. It makes you stop and think. Um, it, is about life, it is about life lessons, though. And I brought that up it is. for a reason. Because uh, in business, we're always about the school of hard knocks. You live and you learn. True. You know, it's not true. always the easiest thing to do is to just follow what somebody else has already done. Sometimes you got to learn for yourself. Right. Uh, and we've been through a lot of that i mean we've done yeah. a lot of school hard knocks a lot of cue balls we've passed i guess you could say <laughs> if you want to look very at it true. that way very true yeah and uh some are easier to pass than others yeah but either which way i gotta tell you i think that we we grow a lot more from our failures than we do our successes that's right i don't know what it is about the uh, the pain that produces more progress in business it seems like sometimes than success does but it's true uh, you you don't want to go through it again, that's for sure. So you navigate your way around that uh, to put in preventative measures, no yeah. doubt about it. So I'm with the monkey on that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you all, and uh, Cadillac and I, are, we experience this all on a regular basis, but I want to talk to you all, and Cadillac's going to help us out a little bit. This is a lot of his areas, advertising and business and yeah. what to do, what not to do, when to do it, when to kind of give us an idea of what are just some of the basics of advertising just the types of should we say advertising that people can do you know in this most basic form there's two types of advertising folks there's direct and indirect uh other names that you would hear that go by and what i like to call direct advertising is more along the lines of sales indirect advertising is more what you would consider branding um direct sales hang on a minute brandon you mean like the cowboy and cadillac show like hey, y'all can reach down there right below and y'all can hit that subscribe button Yes. You can like us. Give us a thumbs. Is it a thumbs up? It's a ring. It's a thumbs up on Facebook, but it's ringing that bell. Ring the bell. There you on go. On YouTube. I can't keep up with it. Yeah. I don't have face chat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. My book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. I got No, you're anyway. good. You're good. So, you know, in the beginning of business, a lot of it has to do with your resources, obviously, and, and, you know, what your financial resources look like and what your connections look like when it comes to advertising, because advertising is going to be an expense. It's going to be a cost. Uh, eventually, what we like to look at within our businesses is somewhere from a 10 to 12% of your overall revenue going back toward your marketing uh, and advertising costs. We've, we found and that's that, indirect and direct. That's, that's kind of an overall big picture of here's my advertising yeah. budget for that business. That's correct. And you know, some businesses, your indirect advertising works better, gets better results for you than your direct sales and advertising gets for you. So, you know, you're going to have to fill the pulse of each business and know the industry, know the market. And, uh, what we're saying here on this show may not work exactly for you and your industry, like it does for us, but, uh, we are across several different um, 
industries. And as an average goes, this is kind of what we see works for us. So uh, in the beginning, we'll start with our genesis of business. Woo! It is direct advertising that you need in the beginning. You know, a lot of people don't even know what their brand is truly. You have an idea of what we want it to be. But anybody that comes to you and tells you that they've had uh, from start to finish, A to Z, when they've started their business, that their business plan completed all the way from A to Z as they had figured their line to you. They're trying to take some money from you on the next venture or whatever. No business ever finishes that way. Um, is that true? Very true. Yeah. So, you know, best thing you're going to hope for, and I'll be honest with you, go ahead and have your A to Z because it's great to have ideas for exit strategies and all that involved. But your business will begin to take a life of its own. It's up to us to keep them in the margins we want, uh, that we want and desire. However, make sure you allow your business to take some shape of its own with you being there to parent it. That's, you're going to have to make changes along the way is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. It's not always going to be perfect. And the 10% idea may not work for an individual's business. It works for us in the types of businesses that we have. Mm-hmm. However, somebody else may find out that 6% is plenty. Well, and the fact of the matter is markets change. <laughs> look at 2020. Oh, Lord. Let's yeah. don't look at 2020. Yeah, so markets change, folks, period. And with markets changing, you have to be able to be adaptable. So my suggestion is within your advertising, don't lock into long-term contracts because of that, yep. especially when it comes to your branding. And make sure you know what you're branding. Branding is so much more than your service offerings. Because, honestly, your indirect advertising is not going to lead very much direct sales to you in the forefront there in the beginning. Uh, branding. branding. Let's, let's go real quick to branding. Yeah. Branding is going to be more about just letting people know who you are. Who you are, what you do, what you stand for. Right. It's not All about, hey, make my telephone ring. Right. The branding is just awareness. Yeah, awareness. You're establishing this is who I am, this is what I do, and this is what I can do for you. That's right. That's right. You know, and my suggestion is know who your customer is. And if you're a business owner out there, know who your customer is. Stop spending money on the wrong customers. When it comes to this type of direct advertising, which you need so much in the beginning and throughout your entire life cycle of your business, know your customer, period. Because, ah, you know, we're gun guys. We're big believers in your Second Amendment rights here because we are God-fearing. Gun-toting. Free market capitalists. And take a sniper rifle, if you would, versus a 12-gauge shotgun with double lot you're shooting, okay? I would say that your direct sales is more along the lines of that sniper rifle. You know exactly what you're looking for. You're pinpointed. You're focused in. Your branding is more your 12 gauge. You're getting it out there. You're just pointing and pulling, but people are seeing who you are and you're going to hit some of your target market. But more than that, you're getting that household awareness, household names going out there. I like your analogy on that. I know you would shotgun. You even get a little spray on the people back behind that person. They're going to take the direct blast, huh? Uh, Not literally, but figuratively folks. (laughs) Yes, that's right. So, But, yeah, so on the advertising side of it, 100% direct advertising in the beginning of your business and all through the life cycle of your business. To answer your first question directly, when's the best time to advertise? 
When is the best time to advertise? Yeah, all the time is the best time to advertise. But there are, you know, what I, I'm going to tell you what I've always heard, mm-hmm. and this is just as I've come through different businesses, worked for different people, and mm-hmm. tried and strategized. I have always heard that oh, business is down. Better advertise. You got to advertise more because your business is down, and yeah. that's the worst thing you that's can do myth. in business because you need to be hitting your target while you're growing. So Correct. you're going to be busy and busier and bi- and you want that to continue to build. If you wait till you're on the downtrend of that, it's too late. Well, you know, last week we talked about systems. Part of your systems need to be your marketing budget and advertising budget like we talked about. And as you grow in the strong times, you're going to be spending more. You need to make sure that you're being a good steward of that advertising dollar going out to your direct consumer so you're having a higher percentage shot. Listen, you're going to make more layups or you're going to make more three-pointers when you shoot them? I'm not a basketball player. I'll help him with that is layups. You're closer to the goal. It's a higher percentage shot. Same with advertising. When it comes direct, you're wanting to hit that consumer that you know is more than likely to buy your product than others. Spend your advertising dollar. Focus it there. I would probably spend 80% of my budget on direct advertising and allow 20% of my budget to be branding. That's just Cadillac. We do this here between Cowboy and Cadillac and all of our businesses, and it works out well for us. The reason you want that system put in place is that as you grow and your revenue grows, you're not looking at things and and falling into that cycle of, you know, we can dial back now because we're starting to do pretty well. Right. Listen. You got to keep it going. Here's that roller coaster. You start doing those things. Stick with the system. Now, yes, every business have life cycles, and you do have market adjustments, so on and so forth. Advertising is not the place to cut when it comes to down cycles in your business. Agree? That's right. If anything, if anything, it's too late on the downside. It is. It literally is. If if you've already hit the curve and you're on that downside, Mm -hmm. at that point, then now you're just throwing good money after bad. Yep. Trying to reverse that. You got to stay in it and keep it growing and keep that. Listen, I'm going to see if our producers, which they're very very talented people, can throw in a graphic here with what I'm about to talk about. There are S-curves and life cycles in business, but you can break those down to even the smallest uh, department of every business. So let's take advertising since that's what we're talking about. Um, An S-curve, let's imagine it being exactly that, an S. So you follow that visual. We'll put up a, a graphic for you of what that looks like. You never want to get to a place to where you are stepping off prematurely, but you sure as hell don't want to step off a little too late. You know, you've heard the old adage that the wolf climbing the hill is hungrier than the wolf on the top of the hill. Yes, I have. Yeah, so we all want to continue to be on top of the hill, but the problem is we get there, and we talked a little bit about comfort last week and how to kill you in your business. So my suggestion is, is in that overall S-curve when it comes to advertising, when you feel like you're starting to get to the top of that hill You want to create another S-curve to step off onto at that time. Timing is key. You want to step off at that time. Not once you get to the peak or you feel like you're starting to free fall into that downward cycle. No, it's all about momentum. You want continued momentum. Now, for you and your industry, that's going to be up to you. And understanding the life cycle of your advertising cycle, when to make adjustments, when to change, you know, we can't do that for you. 
unless you need more detailed help, which you can reach out to us at the cowboy and Cadillac, uh, com, And we do have some services that can help you possibly. Um, is now a good time to bring up cancel culture you know, with all this advertising? Hell, talk. it's always a good time to talk about those fools. <laughs> cancel culture mm-hmm. reminds me kind of my pillow. He's a conservative and he's yeah. behind the conservative party. What happens to him? Well, they just cancel him. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous thing you could possibly imagine occurring. His pillow didn't change. His product didn't change. His service didn't change. His shipping didn't change. His ideas never even changed. They have been the same start to finish. And now the cancel culture has taken over. I'm going to have to weigh my words very carefully here because as a business owner, this hits some sore spots for people like us. And I think that when you look at Mike Lindell over at MyPillow, I agree that freedom of speech can work both ways. So here's how I'm going to address cancel culture on today's show. As business owners, we have to be very conscious of who our services or our products are best suited for. And to help you most in business, what I would simply say is this. Now, I could come out here guns blazing and tell you what I personally feel, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'm talking to you about your business and how to help your business, putting personal thoughts to the side on it, which we could talk about at a later date. We could talk about that for years. Yeah. I'm not fond of it or anybody that falls within that. Okay? Listen, folks, if something's not right for you, if you don't like it, shut the hell up and move on with your day. If it's not affecting you, just move on. You don't have to go out there and try to make other people's life hell just because you're unhappy. Misery does love company, and a lot of you, a lot of you people, caught myself, <laughs> prove that daily. You're gonna have to get off that soapbox. Yeah. I, well, I'm not get even back. on this one. Trust on, me. I'm, I got on like one in. step up. I got three more to go, <laughs> and you don't want to go there with me on this one. So, backing off of that first step. Going to help your business, be very conscious of who your end customer is. And if, if right. your end customer truly is uh, individuals who are very, very sensitive and uh, would fall in line of that cancel culture, then you need to be very conscious of what you say, when you say it, and how you say it. Sure you do. And that's going to all boil down to your advertising in that advertising does. section of it. It does because it goes back to your brand. What people seem to forget about when it comes to that indirect advertising, your branding advertising is, is you're not just branding folks. You're not just branding your product or your service. You're branding who you are, what you are, what you sell and what you believe in period. That's what branding is. So with that being said, you got to be a little more cautious now to those of us whose products and services aren't reliant upon the more sensitive uh, that are in our society today, I would say something completely different to you. I would say, at first, the same thing. Be very conscious of who your end user is. And if they are not the sensitive in society, then do not cater to the sensitive in society and to hell with the cancel culture and the weak-minded in today's society. Why? 
you don't give a shit because they don't affect your bottom line. But cancel culture can play a negative effect on the mentality and the mindsets of those who are not involved with the cancel culture. Support the people that support you. That's what we do. Yeah. Support the people that support you. And let me tell you something, folks. If, like us, the folks that buy your product or use your services are not the sensitive cancel culture type, let them know that you stand strong with them and your beliefs. Stand right there with them, and you sell and market the hell out of your product to be exactly what it is, exactly who you are, and don't you be ashamed of it for one second. That's Cadillac's take on it. Cowboy, what you got to say about it? I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Could not have said it any better myself. Yeah. Folks, stand up. You got to stand for something or. You going to fall for anything they say? Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm not going to get into the push, push back, things like that today on this show, whatever. We're talking business. But your business matters. Your life matters. Let's round. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish that. I'm on all lives matter. Go ahead, Cowboy. Let's round back to our advertising. Bring it all in full circle. Yeah. You got to know who you're advertising to. Correct. What you're advertising for. Mm-hmm. And you got to establish your brand. One last thing I want to add to that, too, because everybody's competing for your advertising dollar. There are tons of people out there that's going to tell you that they are the best person to apply your dollar to get you the most results. And they want to lock in the bigger contracts. Joke. That's a bigger joke than the monkey and the cue ball. It really is. It really is. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. In the South, I was raised with this little adage that goes, proof's in the pudding. Well, how about y'all show me some of your pudding and let me see whether I like it or not is my response to these people when it comes to our indirect and direct advertising. I would suggest you do the same thing. Well, they're going to come to you, well, you know, 12-month contract, this is what we do, this is what we're standard, boom, boom, boom. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as a standard 12-month contract. You're coming to me to get my business. Prove to me what you can do for me, and then I will sign into a contract with you. And we've gone we've gone through a big learning curve. Oh, Let's yeah. just take the, the, the web, for instance, online advertising and yeah. our, our brand awareness and everything else there. We've had everybody in the world tell us everything from A to Z on what they can do, how they're going to do it. And what we have found over time is they're all full of shit. Yeah. You get lucky like we have, and you find an individual that knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they do a good job with it. And you stick with that person. Yeah. You build that relationship and you keep moving with it. And even with that person, it's toes in the water first. You make them prove that to you. Because remember, at the end of the day, once you start proving, it's going to take you anywhere from you know, 6 to 18 months to get a true and accurate cost of acquisition of your customer. These are all things you need to know. We'll go into more detail later on other shows for you. But this thing gets very, very detailed, folks. Business is not something you wake up one day and you say, hey, I've got a service. I think people will like it. And you're going to get out there and hit huge success. That's the starting point, but you got a long way in between the starting point where you work out those systems and the sciences to where you know, I spend this, I expect this. Your ROI is getting really honed in there. So we will hit some more detailed shows like that for you, but just know from this one, direct your sales and marketing, indirect marketing and advertising, 
with your brand. What are we branding? We're branding who we are, what our product and services are, and what we believe in. It's what an we do. overall brand image that you're branding. So, Cowboy, you want to take us out on this one? I like it. I like it. I don't, I don't know that I can tell another cue ball joke. Yeah, that is pretty good. I, I have another bar joke, but I'm not sure I want to tell it either. Yeah. We may have to find out what the audience wants to hear. If you got some kind of joke or some type of tight joke, <laughs> let us know. We'll uh, we'll shout it out to you. But I would like to say yep. that you poured that off early. I did. And it's had my mouth. I got a little spot of drool over here mm-hmm. where I've been wanting to drink some more of it and finally show up. Before we take this last shot, just let me send out to a couple of our you know fans out there. We have had a request for the Proper 12 whiskey. We have that on order, and we also had a result today. Somebody asked for, I believe it was my lovely wife, and actually said, hey, guys, need to try out the Peaky Blinders because we are huge fans of the show Peaky Blinders. Yeah, we are. Um, that we are going to see if we can get our hands on some of the new Peaky Blinders whiskey to give a shot on here too. But keep in mind, it seems as though we've had a prejudice toward whiskey, and some of us in here do. <laughs> However, tequilas, vodkas, moonshines, <laughs> You know, all those things, put it out there, and we will give it a shot. Good, nasty, indifferent, doesn't matter. We'll try it. So We do love us some white lightning. Mm-hmm. Sit around a campfire. Yeah, make the fires bigger. Woo! <laughs> things get out of hand. <laughs> yes, they do. Hey, listen, let's wrap this thing up today, advertising. Yep. Subscribe, like us, ring the bell. Absolutely. Give us a thumbs up. Facebook us, snap, love us, chat, <laughs> help us. Yeah. We've got them all out there. Go take a look on our website, the Cadillac, Cowboy and, and Cadillac Show. And we appreciate your support and share the fool out of our show out there, folks. We're here. We want to respond to you. Let us know any thoughts, questions, concerns, hate speech, love speech, anything. We're here to hear from you and to answer you. So thank you very much. And this is to their success at home, and our continued success. Cowboy and Cadillac. Cowboy and Cadillac. See you folks next week. See you all later.